two years in the bank, like savings account, put that in your hand, asset, whatever, make sure that's safe. Everything else, look at what's getting you the greatest rate of return. And, and remember, you guys know the greatest rate of return, ROR, return on result. That's super, super important to me. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to Better Wealth. In this episode, we're gonna talk about return versus result. And, and we're actually gonna give an example and I'm gonna be in the studio. If you're watching this, you're gonna be able to see me, right? If you're not, if you're listening to this on my podcast, that's fine, I'll be able to explain everything. But I just find it super interesting because I sat down with one of my clients the other day, we had a review and we we're talking about a lots of different things, a lot about what was going on with the market. We were talking about the business, we were talking about real estate. And this client of mine was doing a lot of different things and they asked, okay, what should I do with this? And should I do this with my business? And they're asking so many questions and it was so interesting to me because it was so clear to me what these people had to be doing that I actually shared with them what I'm about to share with you. And the reason I'm sharing with you on this episode is I believe this is gonna provide so much value because the, the biggest mistake that I see people making is they just take people's advice like mine or something like Dave Ramsey's or someone on YouTube or they read a book and they're like, oh, I need to do real estate or oh, I need to do crypto or oh, I need to day trade or oh, I need to start a business. It, it's so crazy to me because it's okay, you're pretty much basing your life and making certain decisions on what other people are telling you what to do and you're not taking a step back and saying is this actually what i want to do with my life and for th this example is interesting it was so a business owner who was investing through a sep ira mainly because their accountant was saying that they this is what they need to do and so on one hand for the last 20 years they were in investing their money in the sep ira and their ira was a little over 550,000, but with the correction, the Corona correction, it dropped down to 430. And it was just like, they're just like, man, okay, but is it going to come back up? I think the market's going to be up. And so they're like, okay, should we put money there? And how much money should we put in there? And again, like these people are successful business owners. Like they're, they, it wasn't like they had to do a certain decision to survive. It was just, they wanted to thrive. And so on one hand, they've been doing this for like 20 years. And on, on the other hand, they've been starting real estate and they've been in it for about three years, leveraged banks, got in, like talk about specialized knowledge, understood how to fix fix properties up in one, one I showed them one one rate of return that they got when they just did a flip was like 15, like 1,500% 1, 1, rate of return. It was like un, unreal. And so like they're getting into real estate and a lot of their strategies cash. And so it was interesting because I had all their information on their real estate and they, and so I asked them, okay, I'm like, so you're getting after you pay bank loans and all this stuff. And again, they did this properly. It wasn't, they bought every property at a really good price and they were really smart with it. They were getting $75,000 worth of cash flow. Okay, $75,000 a year, if you amortize that or annualize that, you get $75,000 a year in cash flow. And they've been doing this for about three years. Okay, so again, and they're like asking me where they should put their money. And right now I'm telling you, when I talk about, okay, you wanna have an emergency account, I told them, especially with all the things going on, two years, two years in the bank, like savings account, put that in your hand, asset, whatever, make sure that's safe. Everything else, 
look at what's getting you the greatest rate of return. And remember, you guys know the greatest rate of return, ROR, return on result. That's super, super important to me. And I'm like, okay, what's the goal? And what's the goal of why you're doing your money, putting your money in your SEP IRA? And it's to create a retirement, to retire someday. And it's okay, you need a cash flow. And I think you guys get where I'm coming from, but I'm actually gonna draw this out. I find this so interesting is if you have a million dollars in an account, okay? So I'm drawing this million dollars in an account. And let's suppose that the safe withdrawal rate is three and a half percent. Now, this is, this. there's a lot of studies out about safe withdrawal rate. Essentially, it's what you can safely withdraw and still have some kind of capital over a 30 year time period. And there's a 98% chance that you're gonna have some kind of money after 30 years. So we'll just use three and a half percent. Some people use 4%. Some people go as low as 2.9. It really varies. So we're gonna multiply this by 3.5. And for you guys math, that's actually 0 0.035. And that equals 35K, okay? In this scenario, the, you did a great job. You spent your whole entire life saving up. You, you have a million dollars in your account, awesome. What no one tells you is what that actually is spend, like what you can actually spend 35K and that's the calculation. And most people find out about that the year that they want to retire. They go into a financial advisor, they talk to someone like me, and they figure out those calculations. Now, what's interesting is, what if you reverse engineered, what would your account have to be if you produced $75,000? Now, the way that we do that is, okay, obviously this is like algebra, I'm so glad I took this, is if you figured out this 3.5%, okay, so we're gonna do 3.5%, or 0 0.035, and that equals 75K. The math is, if you figure this out, the math is you need two, 2,142,857 2, bucks. So just, let's just say 2.1 million, just to make this easy. So we're gonna put $2.1 million, okay? Now, it's super interesting to me because yes, they used some of their own capital, they did some investments, they redirected some of their money. And so I don't know how much they used, but it wasn't a crazy amount because they really used banks and they used their specialized knowledge to get capital. And we're talking three years and they've been able to generate $75,000 worth of cash flow where they would need $2.1 million a year to produce that same amount of cash flow. They were able to do that in less than three years versus their IRA, their SEP IRA that really, I asked them like, is this really serving you? Now, again, like what's end up, what they're gonna end up doing is just keeping it because where they are currently, like we didn't wanna make any drastic decisions, but they're like, their eyes were open because they were like, okay, they were like talking to me about different investments and should they do like this with their money or should they do th that with their money and wh what should they do? Maybe there was these other investments or, and I was like, do you guys realize that like you would need $2.1 million in a, an account to produce the kind of cash flow that you guys are getting over three years of doing real estate? I don't know, like maybe we should create your extra life insurance and your extra savings and direct that into an, an account, an and asset, and, per, and buy real estate. Keep on doing what you're doing because imagine 20 years of that behavior.
And again, the caution is so many times when we get good at one thing, like we we actually make a mistake because we over leverage ourselves. And I'm not saying that is that's what we need to do. I'm saying we got to look at activities that we're good at and actually figure out the result that we're looking for. When you save your money in a 401k or an IRA or in the market, usually you're doing it for a future result. It probably is for retirement. So we, what we really need to do is reverse engineer that and play the cash flow. Like we need, we need to look at the actual cash flow that you're getting and then determine every decision with your time and your money and your special abilities and judge it against the actual result that you're getting. And yes, life insurance is awesome. You maintain control. It's a greater legacy for your family. It unlock. It's really an asset that unlocks so many things in the future. But this decision was mainly based on the activity of investing. These are clients of mine. Like they've already are bought in. It's not necessarily. Oh, it's not necessarily a life insurance conversation. It's a where should I be using and I should where should I be controlling my money? Because yeah, you can use control and use your money and do things that aren't nearly as powerful as doing something that you're uniquely amazing at. So again, you might, this might resonate with you. You might be in the real estate, but you're still doing your 401k because of the company match. Like, again, I'm, I, I'm begging you actually don't worry about the match and don't worry about the growth rate, figure out why that even matters to begin with and ask yourself, okay, if you're that kind of person that's still doing the 401k and max and getting the match and foregoing maybe real estate or that business idea, that's okay. But just ask yourself a couple questions. What result are you going to end up getting on the back end? Start doing a calculation, do a 3.5 or 4% calculation on what that number would be. And then ask the question, would taxes affect this decision at all? And is it possible that taxes are going to rise? Is it possible that a market correction could happen in between now and when you want to retire? And again, the market is one place to grow capital and there's people that do it really well. I'm just saying if you're not like an expert at it and you want to live a more intentional life and this idea of intentional living is key to you, like just figure out, okay, what can I do with money that could maybe get me a better bang for my, as a result. And again, this is just one example of uh, after, after my clients saw this, they're like, oh, what we should be doing is directing all of our money into a place that we can control. Now, because they were working with me, there it was a special life insurance contract, but it could be a savings account. And we're going to be looking for opportunities and investing in real estate because over less than three years, we produce what would probably take us 40 years to produce in a the market. So just something to think about. And I will continue to share my journey and insights with you on the journey. I appreciate you. I appreciate those of you that share these episodes. I appreciate those of you on the podcast that give us a rating. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, if we're trying to get our channel and grow it. So if you could hit subscribe, if you could share anything that you can do to help us share our message, it would mean the world. Take care, be well, and we'll talk to you. We'll see you on another episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Better World Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.